from the nchc.tv studios behind the mask hockey shops present college hockey west live behind the masks college live is brought to you by jesse ray's barbecue at 308 north boulder highway in henderson stop in for lunch cater your next event or just buy a couple of bottles of our award-winning sauces the nchc and nchc.tv subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013 the Tag Creative Group. Search T-G-R-A-N-R-U-D at redbubble.com and let us create a unique design for you or your business. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos where an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations around the world. The Spaghetti Shack. Classic Italian comfort food quickly. With locations in Tempe and Pine Top, order online at thespaghettishack.com. Liberty University. Play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Jets Pizza. Sign up for our Crunch Club at jetspizza.com and have special deals delivered straight to your inbox. And by the Caesars Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey West Live from the nchc.tv studios presented by Behind the Mask as a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in, hockey fans. Uh, you got the very end of uh, Country Roads, the best sing-along group in all of college hockey at uh, Magnus Arena. The Denver Pioneer fans, Scott Strandy with you tonight on this beautiful Sunday night in Denver, Colorado. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from that big, beautiful palatial estate out on Long Island, New York. Um, Paul, um, take me home. Take me home to Colorado. Oh, I don't know where the hell you ever are. So that, uh, I mean, that's. <laughs> How about those Denver Pioneers this weekend? Uh, well, I don't, I'm sorry. I was too busy watching uh, videos of certain extracurricular activities uh, that you sent me. <laughs> you like that, didn't you? <laughs> um, I'm not. Uh, it's not you know, just Wisconsin. I'm, those North Dakota boys in the 80s, they would take on anybody, any place, anywhere. Well, I watched that one too, by the way. <laughs> oh, you watched another one? The... <laughs> what other one did I send you? Well, no, no, I watched the the one with Wisconsin too. I just you know, as long as... <laughs> yeah, that's old time college hockey. Well, as, that's just you know, I... as our friend Darren Looker at North Dakota says, let's get ready to play some old time fight North Dakota hockey. Oh, I, I'll <laughs> just sit there. I'll just sit here and say this: there's. I was never a fan of the fight for the sake of fighting thing. Oh, you these know, these weren't the sake for fighting, though. These were these fierce were, rivalries. They didn't like was, other teams. Period. Well, there's there's no doubt. I mean, you, we we talk to people about this stuff thirty, forty years later. It's still there. It's, oh, yeah. it's it's still there. Yeah. I mean, let's, you know, without uh, a doubt. 
it's the, you know, and I've I'm sitting here watching and 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 I didn't get all the versions, but I kind of wish there was somebody who had the time and the most of the time because I I can't imagine that the the technology's not there to kind of sharpen up some of these videos. Because <laughs> well, let's send it to the Cronkite School because if anybody can do it, they can do it there. Well, the technology would be there anyway. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I gave you a chance. I gave you a chance to go out and support um, yeah, the technology your crew. I'm sure they'd find somebody that can do okay. that because that's just production. That's fun. But All right. Um, well, give me, give me a chance to give you one more listen in uh, to this crowd. This was 7,021 people, a new standing room record at the Magnus Arena. You got to hear these guys one more time, just a couple of minutes. Not even that. Okay, there you go. Uh, congratulations, DU, and everything. Uh, you know the, and Coach you know, Carl made reference you know, to that. The lyrics are wrong. <laughs> Take me home to Colorado. Not, oh, they the they lyrics. get so into it. They get so into it, and the they lyrics. are so good at it. Well, I'm, you know, whatever. I'm glad they're into it. They just the lyrics are not correct. Uh, well, it is in Colorado, baby, and uh, that. Uh, that group um, never ceases to amaze me. This is multiple years I've been in there, and I always try to get a shot of them. Um, the other day, uh, and they've done this a couple times, there's apparently, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I was told that there's a gentleman that um, was a friend of John Denver's, and he comes out and uh, he stands in the concourse and uh, plays his guitar with a microphone on and sings it um, for him. And, and it's okay. I mean, nothing wrong with it. But uh, boy, I just love it when the when the student section takes over, and that's primarily what you heard were the students, and they were into it. And why not? I mean, your Denver Pioneers six one and one, uh, looking to face off against your Arizona State Sun Devils, also six one and one. But this was the start of the Gold Pan series, and the yeah. Pioneers knew that if they could win two games this weekend, those last two games of the year mean nothing in terms of retaining the Gold Pan. Right, and you know that matters, right? You you want to win those trophies. How, how's eleven to two in the scoring column? It was uh, there was a couple of interesting games, you know. Um, I I, w I will say this because, uh, you know, as we sit here and I try to watch as much as I can, um, you know, on on the Friday night, CC was definitely the better team the first twenty minutes, uh, and they they just 
you know, just Denver just grinded him out. Um, and and it kind of happened the same way on Saturday. Uh, you know, CC was I thought was the better team early, and Denver just and Denver just kind of took over. Um, you know, it's um, and this is not to knock CC in any way. Because we know that that team is much better now than it was two or three years ago when Chris Mayotte took over. Um, and the the fact of the matter is that I think the crowds were definitely reflective of an of a major uptick in the intensity of the rivalry. Yeah, yeah, totally going to agree with you on that. Okay, um, and uh, I'm sure they didn't have too many empty seats on Saturday at Robeson. No, sellout as well. Uh, again, Denver, you can't give them anything. You you just cannot. You must absolutely 1,000% stay out of the penalty box against Denver. I I I I know that they were oh, that CC was five for five on the penalty kill. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, they were still minus one because they gave up a shorthanded goal to Carter King on Friday. But you just can't take those penalties again. The 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 fact of the matter is that you know you gave up twenty three shots in a period, and you you gave Denver three power plays. You actually, you gave them four because they started off the period with a power play because Riley Stewart got a penalty uh, at the at the buzzer. You gave them eight minutes of power play out of a twenty minute period. Can't do that. You just can't. No, and here's the thing: Denver will tell you they're not clicking on their power play right now. Uh, they're getting a little healthier with the two two for three that they went or whatever it was uh, on Saturday night. But um, they'll tell you to a man they are not clicking yet, and it's that scary. Just, that just it's scary. Your, it destroys your it destroys your rhythm. It destroys your any momentum you might have had because you were constantly. Uh, you know, listen, you're not you're not going to the Denver's too good. I mean, you're not going to control them for sixty minutes. Uh, you know, you're just not. Okay, but. You had a, a stretch where, like I said, they had eight minutes of penalty power play time in 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 the second period. You, you, that's with the long change on top of it. Yeah, just, that's a recipe very, for not success. Very, very few people are going to survive that. Very few. Whether so they anyway. give up the power play goals or not, because then your 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 players are just out of it. Yep. Yeah, you just can't get in sync at all. You can't get your line rotations the way you want. I, I thought Colorado College played much better Saturday night. Uh, I know the scoreboard doesn't show that, but like I told you off air, two of those goals were um, inadvertent goals. One clearly right off the skate of Nicholas Andrews. One went off Nicholas Andrews' skate and directly to uh, a Denver player in front of the goal. Those are just, you know, those are fluky things. 
But sometimes you earn your flukes, if I can say that, because when you're in the right place at the right time and you're throwing pucks at the net, um, sometimes that happens. And that was just a case of it. It was probably more like a 3-1 game um, in actuality, but um, it's 5-1. It was a 6-1 victory for uh, the Pioneers in Denver on Friday night, which makes it 11-1 on the weekend. I'm sure that the Colorado College Tigers are going back to work this week. And like I told you again off air, um, they are going to be a different hockey team when they show up in Oxford, uh, Ohio. Well, you would hope so? No, I I think I can guarantee you they will be a different hockey team. There's too much talent on that CC roster to not respond. And uh, I'll be honest, I think they got a little embarrassed this weekend because uh, they had big-time... Fan support. It was the rivalry series, the gold pan. And um, I don't think they wanted to to be embarrassed. And I think they might have been. Well, I, I, I'm sure that they were. Especially on uh, on Saturday when you lost at home. Right? I mean, again, it's a situation where... You know, I, I thought they played pretty well. For the first period, I I, I know the, the score was one one at the end of the first period. Uh, I thought it was a very defensive period. There were a total of thirteen shots between both teams. Um, you know, again, uh, you went into the penalty box, and you just can't do that. You just can't do it. And they only took, you know, that was the, the, you know, they got a third, you know, they only drew, you know, only had one penalty in the, in the second period. Uh, one of the uh, four or five power plays that Denver had, but it only takes one. And you could see the game change right there on that second period power play goal. And then Denver gets another one less than two minutes later. And... Uh, you know that that was just that two minutes was 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 the turning point in the game where it kind of kind of got out of the hands, kind of got out of CC's hands. Yep, totally agree. Okay, so here's the deal. There's two observations that I made uh, this weekend about the Denver Pioneers. Number one is um, they are the second youngest team in NCAA hockey. Sixty-four teams in NCAA hockey. They're the second youngest. Paul, do you know who the youngest is? I think you told me. I think you said it was Boston College. Yeah, Boston College. <laughs> and um, I think they're both near the very top of uh, the Super 16, which will be revealed tomorrow. But um, So there you go. That, so, so this young, um, energetic group uh, that's very talented uh, in both teams is playing really well. The second thing is, and I'm not joking when I say this, Coach Carl looked me in the eye and, and kind of gave me a, a wry smile, but... Um, this Denver Pioneer team is the best skating team, top to bottom, that I've seen in a decade, maybe 12 years. And you know me, I've seen a lot of college hockey, but top to bottom, they are the best skating team. I ask, well, you hear it. You'll hear it in a minute from Jared Wright, uh, because the players told me that Jared Wright said, or that they said, when you have a Jared Wright on your team, you have to work that much harder in practice so you don't get embarrassed in practice. Right. And that's why they got better. Um, 
Listen to what Coach Carl says about Jared Wright. We'll do Coach Carl first, so here you go. DC, if you can, just talk how important this one was to get this first one convincingly tonight. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's our first league game. You want to start off the right way. Um, I thought our guys were into it all night. The fans were exceptional. Um, the atmosphere was uh, best I've seen in, in a long time. So credit to them and coming out and supporting, making it such a great environment uh, for our student-athletes. And, um, you know, loved the first five minutes. Thought we took our foot off the gas a little bit for the next little while. After the five-on-three kill, I thought uh, I loved our game after that. So. There's a lot to like uh, from individual efforts um, throughout the whole team. So, If you can talk about that penalty kill. You guys had uh, a few opportunities tonight, but you shut them down pretty well. And Jared Wright seemed like the uh, the fastest guy in the ice again. Yeah, he normally is. Um, his speed's going to give him a chance to play for a long time. And uh, he was excellent on the kill. Obviously, uh, we get the shorthanded goal. Uh, we killed a five-on-three. Um, thought we disrupted a lot. We got a lot of really good clears. Um, so big credit to the guys and, and their ability to execute on the kill. Being in the Rockies, you don't get to talk about San Diego a lot, but boy, your three guys from San Diego were pretty darn good tonight. Yeah, it's uh, having two brothers that play. Uh, you know, when when Z passed it over to Shai, so that's pretty cool um, that they get the opportunity to do that. And um, you know, I'm, I'm jealous of them, and it's certainly a moment in their lives that they'll never forget. Uh, playing here together, hopefully many more where they connect on goals and. Um, you know, it was the first time they did it out of Providence as well, but just really cool for them. And, um, you know, Sammy without plan, you know, power play or penalty kill, found a way to get him some, some good ice and, and liked how he responded from sitting out last Saturday. Final one for me is it all starts in goal and Freddie was out again tonight. Uh, two starts, one goal allowed, not bad. Yeah, it's a good start. Um, you know, it was really calm, especially when things got chaotic where they're throwing pucks to the paint. And, um, thought he did a good job not lunging, not sliding or reaching. Um, just kind of let his big body take over and, and let guys uh, clear the space for him. So the battle in that front was a key for us tonight. Uh, we- Paul, there's your uh, opportunity to talk about uh, the uh, <laughs> the speed of one uh, Jared Wright. Um, you heard uh, David Carl say that that speed will allow him to play for a long, long time. Well, listen, you can't teach it. You, you just can't. You know, you either you either have that or you don't. Uh, you can work to skate better and be a better skater. But the speed, very few guys have that. And, you know? and that penalty kill, um, he is the key to it because he just – it, first of all, he embraces it. But secondly, like I told you, if he's 15, 20 feet away from you and you're a defenseman with the puck, you think, okay, I got a little time. No, you don't. Because by the time you gather yourself, he's all over you. And that is so disruptive. So um, definitely uh, definitely something. Uh, the other thing is I asked him about um, his guys from San Diego. He's got three on the roster from San Diego. And we talk about that all the time, about uh, the California kids starting to infiltrate NCAA hockey more and more every single yeah. year. Um, boy, he's got three really good ones in the the Bouillon brothers and Sam Harris. Well, it's crazy, right? Because it looks like Zeev is better than his brother. At this point, and, he certainly might be. <laughs> and that's crazy talk. That's just that is just crazy, crazy talk. And you know, um, 
these guys, uh, uh, you know, that's the, on top of everything else, you don't have to learn how to play with that guy because you've already you've been doing it for years. Even if you aren't on the same age bracket, you've still been doing it for years. Yeah, and right. there's this little you thing called and, bloodlines where you guys kind of know each other. You practice all the time together. You're together with each other the whole off season. Um, it's just, uh, it's just insane uh, to think that. And Shy is pretty darn good himself. I mean, you know, I, and the fact that uh, you you see these guys and 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 all it's all they're gonna do is get better. Um, I assume that Z will be a first round pick this year. No, if he's not, somebody's not doing their homework. <laughs> well, he also said the same those thing. Arizona Coyotes might just pick him up. I mean, um, what did that go right over your head? Yeah, I let, let that go. Oh, you know, and he can play a mullet again. He could. All these guys get to play at mullet again. <laughs> And anyway, the final comment uh, from David Carl that I wanted to throw out there is uh, freshman goaltender Freddie Hilly um, was outstanding again. Uh, he got a shutout um, against Air Force in his first NCAA start. And you could tell in David Carl's voice that he was saying, like, you know, he w he did what we wanted him to do. He didn't lunge. He didn't panic. He wasn't chaotic. He was uh, very st uh, steady, calm, used his big body. And by the way, he's 210, 65. So that's a pretty right. big body in front of that goal for you. Now listen, you, if you're the goalie on Denver, you just have to not make mistakes. With, yeah. with the firepower yep. that this team has, you just have to not make mistakes. You know, there's, there, there, there's, there's so much. I mean, they're, they're eight games into the season and Massimo Rizzo's have, and Jack Devine are averaging over two points a game. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Well, they're averaging even, almost even, five even, a game as a team. Even only eight games into the season, to have two guys averaging two points a game is is crazy. Okay. So um, let's hear from what I call the – well, I don't know what to call him that. He is the fastest skater in NCAA hockey, Jared Wright. Jared, talk a little bit about tonight. Uh, it's a big win against the rival, but uh, you guys played DU hockey from the start, didn't you? Uh, I just thought we reloaded really well. We were back-checking, forward-checking all over the ice, and I think it led to a lot of success for our team. And when you play good defensively, it leads to offense. So I think we did a really good job of that. Talk a little bit about the penalty kill tonight. You had uh, several opportunities to kill penalties. Uh, you looked good on it, but uh, what was it like? Uh, I think we just gained a lot of momentum. We know we have a good penalty kill, and especially uh, the guys out there on the 5-on-3. We gained a lot of momentum after that, and then throughout the entire night just killing off penalties, so it was really good for us. I think you guys might be the best skating team I've seen in college hockey in a long time, and most of your teammates will tell me it all starts with you. Where did you get that skating skill? Uh, I just think we practice really hard, and it's a high pace the entire practice, so I think it leads to everyone having a lot of speed on our team. You get the opportunity to, uh, to get one by the goaltender tonight. How good did that feel? I was, it was a little lucky but uh, from the outside, but I was happy that it went in. And I'm just glad we won that game, and we got to move on to tomorrow and focus on that. Of course, that was Jared Wright after uh, Friday night's win. Uh, humble as can be, but Paul, I'm telling you, every time I talk to a player at Denver, they always go back to him, and I say, how come you guys are such good skaters? And they go like, 
because you're playing with Jared Wright. And if you want to keep up and don't get shown up, you have to improve your skating ASAP. Well, that's it, right? I mean, you know, you one of the things that you you do and you talk about, uh, you know, or have to, you know, good teams, great teams. Uh, are not just pushing the other guys during games. It's it's really at practice where where it makes a difference. Yeah, amen to that one. Okay, yeah. you mentioned a guy getting two points per game, not Massimo Rizzo, who is also, but here's Jack Devine. Jack, talk a little bit about getting two goals tonight and how important it was to uh, leave your mark on the Tigers. Yeah, I thought it was a big one for us. I thought it was a game where we got tested a lot and that we kept it cool there. So I thought it was a, a big win against a big rival, and I'm just proud of the guys how we responded tonight. You guys came out and looked really physical the first five minutes. Was that the game plan? Um, Yeah, I think for us, it's just not begging down to them. They want to play a physical game. I think we responded well to that. Um, I think it's just sticking to our game, playing fast, playing strong. So uh, I thought we did that well in that aspect. What's going through your head when Massimo Rizzo takes it 200 feet? Leads to a nice pass that you can finish on. Yeah, he's a hell of a player. You can tell by uh, how skilled he is. He's got tremendous hockey sense. So for me, just trying to read really react to, uh, to him, and he, he fed me a nice pass there. So all credit to him there. What are you doing to get the uh, second win in this series tomorrow night? Yeah, I think it's sticking to our game. I think uh, tomorrow we just got to come out fast, come out strong, and I think we'll have success again. That's Jack Devine. Pretty, uh, pretty right to the point. <laughs> the aspect. Um, I had a chance to visit with him a little more in length. Seen it's on our Instagram page at uh, College Hockey Coast to Coast. But um, Paul, your thoughts on uh, Jack Devine? Well, I mean, you know, you sit there and 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 you see he's all over the place, right? I mean, uh, to 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 put up the numbers he's putting up, you can't just score goals, right? You have to set him up too. Um, you know, I, I, I think that, um, and, and I don't care what anybody says, you, you, you can say that last year was last year. Um, but, you know, losing to CC in that frozen faceoff semifinal, right? Don't tell me that, that, that didn't jack up the rivalry even more. I, no one will admit it. No one will say it. But you know it did. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and one more clip from Friday night. I've got the older of the two Booyams. I've got Shy Booyam. Here you go. Shy, if you can, talk just a little bit about uh, the rivalry tonight and the way you guys uh, came out. I thought really physical the first five minutes, and then you just started playing DU hockey, didn't you? Yeah, um, obviously... Uh, momentum built up for us and we just kept on kept that on um guys came together we played well together how important was that getting that first goal that you got yeah obviously um big goals uh lead the way for just uh, momentum and uh getting that first one just to let our team go that's what, that's what we do usually when we score we keep we keep rolling talk a little bit about the bullion uh, con- <laughs> uh competition between the two of you it looks like on the power play you're pretty awesome 
Yeah, yeah, uh, it's been fun. Uh, he's a special player, so uh, it makes it easy for me. He's a special player. It makes it easy for me. He talks about his brother, Zeev. Oh, listen. Um, you know, he, like I said, he, you know, it looks like at least, and it's 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 hard to, to, to say that somebody's better than Shai. You know how much I love Shy. Yeah. Yeah, I told um, him that, too. I said, you know, Paul Hornstein, sure. uh, it's got oh, pictures sure. of you uh, in his well, house that's, and that's everything. Crazy. In the estate, but. Let's not get crazy. What a okay. <laughs> Who, Whose house are you talking about? You're not talking about mine. <laughs> anyway, um, so kind of to wrap things up on this weekend, it was the Gold Pan Series. Um, the start of it, now you can basically say it was the finish of it because um, the next time they'll meet will be the last two games of the regular season. And you can you can bet that both teams would be better. I was bold and went out on uh, on a limb on the old X machine today or uh, yesterday, and I said I believe I, in <laughs> in March I believe that both Denver and CC will be looking to secure spots in the NCAA tournament, and I think they will secure uh, spots both teams maybe in March. I mean, you know, right now, you know, it's still early, very very early, so. Okay, Um, so there were before we go to break. I want to talk about the two games that were played today because I know you you were all smiles all day. You got you got Notre Dame and you got Penn State, uh, and then you got Sacred Heart and LIU. And uh, go ahead and tell us about that first one, uh, Notre Dame Penn State. Well, best like well as I told you, it was nice because uh, you know we had. Games that were actually on TV. I didn't have to stare at a computer. I could only I could watch one game at a time. How did um, you even react to that? It was weird, very weird. <laughs> I love it. Uh, both games in Happy Valley, and it was just nice. And they were both on TV, so I didn't have to sit at a computer screen either. I could sit on the couch, and you know, if you were here, they would be. They would have your feet up, you know, and the the servants would be. <laughs> they would take care of me too, not just you. Well, there they would. You would be the one bringing them here. So, oh, okay. Um, anyway, did you have a land shark while you were watching? Um, I did not. It's a Sunday. I have to go to work tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Just checking. But it was nice. It was a nice doubleheader. Uh, two games on. Like I said, I didn't have to stream it. Um, the Penn State uh, Notre Dame game was on the Big Ten Network, which I get. And, the LIU Sacred Heart game was uh, on SNY, uh, which was good, very nice. Um, both Penn State Notre Dame games over the weekend went to overtime shootouts. Each team got one. Um, and I did. I the the LIU Sacred and I know Heart how game, you love shootouts. I love those. <laughs> love those. Um, the, the 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 craziest thing that um, I saw. You know, I shouldn't say crazy, but I didn't realize the uh, that LIU had not played Sacred Heart before until tonight. Yeah, that is interesting. Uh, it really um, is interesting. Considering and, the, the COVID uh, and LIU gets a two-one win. Did yeah, they scored a late goal? Um, about three or four minutes to go in the game. Uh, Isaiah Fox got his first of the season. Uh, with about like I said, with about four minutes to go in the game and. LIU holds on. Um, 
was it was nice, like I said, nice to have a game on TV. Both teams shorthanded goals in the first period, which was kind of weird on two on one breaks. Um, and again, you know, I like having these games on 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 on, on <laughs> regular TV, <laughs> regular TV. Um, makes it easier to watch. Uh, but well, let me let me say something about that Penn State uh, Notre Dame game. Okay. Can I just give one word out for uh, the Big Ten? Other than Wisconsin, overrated. Ooh. The Big Ten is overrated. Really? And we're uh, going to talk about this in depth tomorrow, or yeah, or but do... yeah, we will. But okay. but Mike Hastings and what he's doing with Wisconsin is just phenomenal. And by the end of the end of the Big Ten season, it's not even going to be a race. I mean, he, they're going to be so far ahead uh, by the time this is over with that. Uh, it's it's going to be white incredible. and red pom poms. Go for it, baby. Adding the pom-poms. Don't you have, how do you have enough room in your hands for all these pom-poms? Hands? It's the car. That's the problem. I got them all over the place. Oh, anyway. my God. <laughs> I shook some blue and yellow ones tonight for LIU because, you know, I, I love our man Brett and um, the job that he's doing there. The only thing I was a little disappointed is, can we get him a few more fans, Long Island? Come on. There's enough people oh. on Long Island. To there get are. out there and get more than 349 people in that building. There are, but we know it takes time. Um, yeah, well, come on. He's been around now a few I years. And no, he's listen, built a program, I'm... and he's got a, great, he's got a great locker room and a great staff and a great colored uniform. Just go for the uniforms, if nothing else. I mean, well, that, that's the coolest thing um, going. Yeah, I, listen, I, I, they could have worn any of the three colors tonight. It would have looked good with Sacred Hearts red. Um, they could have wore the the blues. They could have the the yellows, the whites. It, it, it all looked good. It would all TV stuff, you know. Um, but you know, it, it's we know it's going to take time. Uh, the rink is not on campus, which doesn't. It's not that far from the campus, but still, it's not on campus. Um. And there's no traffic there, so I don't know what that. Yeah, there's no traffic. No, even on a Sunday, there's no traffic. No, just then go get yourself. You know, you go to the game, and you can either go before or after. There's a good pizza place right around right around the corner from Eisenhower Park. There, Borelli's. Go get yourself a pie. Hey, why don't we get Borelli's to to get on the sponsor the LIU? Well, anyway. Well, I'm I'm yeah I'm sure that 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 some of the teams go there, but um. Uh, anyway, I'll be heading out to Omaha next week, so I'll get to watch them on that on you know on NCHC.tv. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. Let's come back because we got more to talk about. We got a big matchup up in Alaska, and we got to talk about your Arizona State Sun Devils, who will match up next weekend against the Denver Pioneers with equal records. Who saw that one coming? Anybody besides Paul Hornstein? I don't know. Here we go. It's time to drop the puck on the nation's best college hockey conference. We bring you closer to the action all season long with access to exclusive on-demand content and more than 140 live games. Catch every big goal and clutch save when you can't be there. We have you covered here. Stream on your phone, computer, or straight to your TV and don't miss a moment from your favorite team. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv.
after a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations at 6340 South Aurora Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road, and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goal. He scores. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious man. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. From the NCHC.TV studios, you're listening to ITHSW Podcasts, College Hockey West Live. Indeed, it is College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight in Denver, Colorado, um, after a big weekend series and uh, the start of the gold pan, uh, which, by the way, was uh, convincingly won by the Pioneers, and they will retain the cup. My co-host is always out on that uh, big palatial estate on Long Island, New York. Um, he didn't even venture over to CLIU today. Just, he was a little spoiled. Got to watch it on TV and said, yeah, you know what? I'll just stay here in the uh, in the estate and let servants bring everything to me. Paul Hornstein with me. Who who you have another host uh, with this that I don't know about? <laughs> no, but everybody's dying to see the estate. <laughs> oh, yeah, let me know when you find it because I'd like to see it myself. <laughs> Borelli's Pizza is that just? Uh, yeah, I like it. Borelli's it's Pizza. Literally right around the corner from Eisenhower. I know you there. showed me that when we were when I we did. were there. They were just closed. Yeah, they were closed. That was a bummer. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um some more games were played. I want to get to uh I want to get to Alaska because uh Fairbanks and Anchorage started their Governor's Cup battle. Um so we'll get to that in just a second, but uh and I saw your Super 16. I don't want to give it away, but there was some real disappointment in the eyes of Paul Hornstein for his alma mater this weekend, weren't there? Yeah, it was not a good weekend. I, I don't care that they won both games. Uh, even if they did come Are back. you setting the standard a little higher this year yeah. than, than most? Yes. Okay. 
you you can't you you can't go listen and you don't have to take my word for it take the coach's word for it you know after the game friday he said that stonehill deserved to win the game that they absolutely deserve to win the game um, and by the way that's the winless stonehill team which in the pairwise is number 64 yeah um that doesn't help you pairwise that's for sure even if you win those games it can only hurt you and they went from again, again but, it's but early. big kudos to asu for for letting them come out there and play because they need games and um well, kudos to them for the, i'll listen, give them credit for that for sure listen as as coach power said you know we we we've been there we're we they are us they are us they 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 were there you know um you know asu was in that was in that position once and you know and 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 it matters got to play them you know kudos for to for fairbanks going out there you know coming to, going across the country and playing at stonehill this weekend uh, it'll be weird to see Alaska be that much of a favorite. But what it though? What did after the way they played last year and the way they played so far this year? The, I didn't say it. I said it would be weird for them to see them be that much of a favorite. Okay. Okay. Just say it's strange to see them be a favorite. So a couple things that caught my eye uh, from ASU. Um, Gibson Homer played both yep. games. Yeah, um, I was curious about that. I was um, not. I was I not know. ready for that, Paul. I he watched the Saturday off. night game uh, a lot closer than Friday night, but um, I was not not ready for that. To be honest with you, and he uh, he performed pretty well. Yeah, I I, I was kind of surprised. I was not shocked to see him. I, I kind of always expected him to play a game this weekend. I did not expect him to play two. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe some guys. Uh, have some little injuries that they're nursing, and you know, this was it'll be all hands on deck next week uh, against Denver. At least it better be uh, for the Pioneers' first trip to Magnus. I mean, to uh, Mullet. You know, uh, they've been they've been down to Tempe before, but that was at Oceanside. Was that at the community rink, by the Is way? At the community rink, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Just checking that out. <laughs> and 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 let's face it, you know, I don't think it'll be very long. It's listen, it's not going to be Denver and CC type, but I think that's going to be a very nice little intensity rivalry triangle. With Denver and CC and ASU in their little scheduling pod, pretty quickly, starting next season. Yeah, next <laughs> season. Anyway, um, so so ASU does come away, and Paul, that that's a sign to me of a, a tournament team when you can play poorly and and still come away with wins. Because as we've talked about a lot, it's a lot better to uh, have things to work on after a win right. than it is to have things to work on after a loss. And that would have been two really bad losses. Well, you weren't and they were on the ropes. They were on both games. Yes, uh, yes. You know, you won the first game in overtime. You don't win that game. I don't know if you can recover from that. 
you'd have to win a bunch of games that you were, I don't want to say not expected to win, but would have the odds stacked against you. But, Paul, look at the schedule. Who who do you really have left on the schedule that would tip well, the scales that much? Well, first of all, it's not as much about who's going to tip this. Well, first of all, you have this weekend coming up. Well, yeah, I get that, but this is still November. You've got to play a whole uh, lot of games down the road, and who's on that on that schedule that's going to scare a lot of teams? Well, again, what do you mean by scare, though? Right? I mean, uh, you know, they got to play Providence. Providence is a top ten team. They got to play at CC. Right. Yeah, but what I'm saying is no BC, no North Dakota, uh, no I, Wisconsin. No, 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 no. Again, you get a weekend series coming up again. You have a weekend series against Denver this weekend. Uh, sweep would be great. Not going to happen, but you have to, you know, a split is would will be fine because you know it's not just your it's not who you play. It's also who they play your opponent's opponents play and you know you have the advantage and you know denver has the the whole nchc thing going right so they're going to be a top they're 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 a top five team providence could be in the top five by the time that weekend rolls around at thanksgiving um you got to play at colorado college that's six games right there um you could play uh, you're going to play either a, a, a UMass or a Cornell team that could be in the top 20 or the top 15 at the end of December up in Lake Placid. Right? You don't know. You, you know, they could play. Um, and you have the the Desert Classic where. Okay. You, you made your point. You made your point. Are you sure? I, I, are you sure? Because you know, usually, you know, I have to to drive drive it home. You know, um, I, I guess I guess I was a little blowout, nervous blowout. because yeah, I was I, mean, I was expecting have... blowouts. I really was. I thought I'm sure everybody five, was. six, seven, nothing, maybe right? type games. The way they came into it, I thought they were playing really well. But then, I, you know, I'm not oh, so sure. No, I'm not sure. I'm You're not right. so sure though that the two teams that they played prior in in Merrimack and um, Northern are as good as people thought they were going to be. They might not be. They might not be. But, you know, you've also, in addition to playing in Lake Placid where you might face Cornell, you might, you, you definitely have a two game series at home against Cornell. Um, and maybe Northern and maybe uh, Merrimack might not be what we thought they were going to be, but Merrimack still might. Northern might not be. Uh, Augustan is going to be better than we thought. And you still got four games with Fairbanks. Okay. You made your point. I'm so, back on the bandwagon. Well, that doesn't take <laughs> much. Getting you on a bandwagon is like... Anyway, that'll right, be the big series this weekend. Breathe. Um, so the other the other games that I thought were, were interesting, and I talked about the Governor's Cup up in Alaska. It was at Fairbanks, and... Um, they got a two-game uh, sweep. 
Um, the next two will be the first um, weekend of December at Anchorage. But, man, oh, man, this Fairbanks team, they just, uh, well, both teams played really well, I thought, and, and really battled both weekends. But Fairbanks, they just never quit. An Eric Larkin team that just does not quit. Well, they don't. Um, again, um, you know, once again, uh, they struggled opening up the season with Denver, but who the heck doesn't struggle with Denver? Right. You get a win and a tie at Michigan Tech. Is Michigan Tech as good as playing as well as we thought they might play? Uh, not so far, but you still had to go on the road to do that. And you get a split at St. Cloud. Right? And especially coming back and winning the first, losing the first game, coming back, getting the second one. Right? And then you play this weekend, your rivals, and... Anchorage decided it wanted to hang out in the penalty box uh, for most of the first period. I think penalty box might just be our model <laughs> because uh, the teams that are losing this year are penalty box prone. Well, they are in those games anyway. You can't do that. You just can't. Fairbanks was three out of six on the power play. Uh so, so let me Friday let me night. ask you this real quick. Let me ask you this real quick. Um, I sent you a video of uh, North Dakota, and I believe it was New Hampshire. I looked at it quickly. Um, and when you okay, well, either one, um, same thing. They're in the same area. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> that that one was. You talk about going at each other and and spending time in the penalty box. How many minutes do you think teams racked up in the the old WCHA in the eighties? I can't even. Lots. Lots of them. The game was also much different. Much, much different. Um, you know, uh, and that was considering that they, you, I don't know. I don't think fighting was allowed in college hockey back then either. It's never been allowed, but it's always happened. <laughs> Not like but, that. No, no, no. I mean, that was. Um, yeah, anyway. I, that, I just wanted to and, say, and you were talking about going to the penalty that. box, so I thought, you know, going to uh, the penalty box as many times as that one must have been. Well, and and and, and Saturday night was the same thing. Even though Fairbank, uh, Anchorage got back in the game late again, um, special teams, Fairbanks got two power play goals and two shorthanded goals on Saturday night. Uh, you, you know, listen. Everybody gives up shorthanded goals, but you, I mean, wow, you, you know, giving up two, uh, it's hard to come back from, even though they tried. Yep, for sure. I'm gonna okay. give you. I'm gonna give you one name, and uh, it's gonna be interesting how Fairbanks recovers next year when he'll obviously be gone unless he's on the coaching staff. But Johnny the Glue Sorensen. He has been such a factor in the last two years Stop at Fairbanks. Uh, they might as well just retire that number four and just let it hang in the rafters because what he's done since he stepped on the campus last year uh, has been nothing short of remarkable. Uh, listen, he's been a big-time player for them. So has Harrison Israels and, uh, and Anton Rupsov. 
Uh, they they have been big, big time for our friends at Fairbanks, and and they've been the anchors really of of this team. You know, along with uh, our Villas Bermanis. Right um, on the back end. Right, so um, you know you, you you've got a situation where they have they have experienced guys. Okay, uh, and 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 I'm sure that they will take over some of that leadership mantle from Sorensen. Johnny the Glue. That's what he likes to be called. Johnny the Glue Sorensen. No, that's what you like to call. I told him that. I said, okay, if I call you that, go, sure. Well, well yeah, I listen, I'm sure it'll be <laughs> fine with anything. Let me don't call him late for dinner. Anyway, uh, the, the point that I keep bringing him up is he left Minnesota, came up there, got two years to play, and he chose Fairbanks. Um as a dominant player who could have gone anywhere and would have fit in almost anywhere, yeah. he chose Fairbanks to go up there and be a part of a rebuild and and a resurgence, if you will. And I think he's just made a ton of difference. I, listen, I don't doubt it. Um, again, they're setting themselves up to make a run, even though their record is 4-3-1. and one. You know, again, with those two losses to Denver. They are setting themselves up uh, to take another shot at this at the tournament. All right. So so again, so let me ask you this: Is this the year we get two independents into the field? I don't know. I'll let you know after next weekend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, we're we're gonna run out of time before we get to the rest of these. So I know we're gonna touch more on North Dakota and and uh, tremendous games, um, tremendous games, and Boston U, right? Uh, tremendous games over the weekend. Um, you know, uh, the the, you know, I'll I'll pick a guy from both teams that that stood out, and I, not that this is a shock, right? Um, and and I'll pass up my. My Garrett Pike Jackson Blake. Jackson Blake. Oh my God, he was all over the place. He was. He's just a menace. All over the place. Um, it was, uh, you know, in 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 a, in in two games that were very good hockey games, very good hockey games. Two one goal games. Uh, Blake scores in overtime to get the split for North Dakota. Right, um, who actually I thought was the better team on Friday. Okay, um, but again, the 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 whole penalty box thing. North Dakota took a bunch of trips to the penalty box. BU, as talented as they are, and they are as talented as anybody else. Got a five-on-three goal from Lane Hudson and an early third-period power play goal from Luke Tuck. And that was all she wrote. Okay, Despite the fact that that, that uh, the green and white team got a, a shorthanded goal very quickly, by the way, to tie the game at two in the second period. But 
I mean, uh, Blake was all over the place in the in 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 the Friday night game, and yes, he got the game winning goal uh, on Saturday night, uh, a game where I thought was much more even and very much an up and down game and very entertaining. Um, but oh my God, Lane Hudson. Oh. All right, save 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 Lane Hudson for tomorrow night oh, because man. That's we, fine. we're we're almost out of time and we haven't got That's to fine. Omaha yet and we haven't got to uh, uh, our friends at Augustana and I, we got to touch on those tonight because Augustana man they played their hearts out again at Tech it didn't come out on the right side of the scoreboard but it was not for lack of effort. Well, no, again, we're going to sit here and we're going to talk about Augustana every week, right? And we're going to talk about how uh, they are much better than people thought they would be as an expansion team. Uh, they're, you know, again, you know, they, they, they took advantage of some opportunities, got a couple, they were all over tech in the first period of that game and uh, got four goals. They were up four to two after the first period. I'm like, whoa. But, you know, Tech came back uh, in, in in the second period, made it 5-4, to four, um, eventually winning on an empty net, you know, putting it away with an empty net goal. Um, you, you know, you, you take advantage of your opportunities. Um, and and you know, Augustana took advantage of a second five-minute power play. At the end of the first period, you get a couple of goals. Um, but couldn't hold on to the lead. And that's going to happen. We've seen that happen a lot already this year. Right? I mean, Denver blew a big lead to Augustana. ASU blew a lead to Miami. Um, and they come back the next night. And, you know, it took an extra, you know, uh, uh, an extra attacker goal to tie the game late. And then... You know, uh, Tech wins in overtime. You know, it, the overtime is is a crapshoot when you play the three on three. Yep, for sure. Um, um, so we'll get we'll get back to them too tomorrow night. But I want to touch on Omaha because uh, the Mavericks got into a league play um, against Western Michigan at Baxter Arena, and uh, they have one more series of uh, at home before they start hitting the road. And they'll hit the road right here in Denver, but they get LIU this coming week, uh, this coming weekend, I should say. And uh, what do you think of the Western series? Uh, I, I, I thought, you know, I, I don't, I, I didn't think Omaha was very good on Friday. Uh, you know, you could look at the box score and be like, yeah, that those things uh, definitely. Uh, tell the truth because the box score doesn't always but um you know omaha had a lot of opportunities had eight power plays they did get one power play goal but you go one for eight on a power play um you're 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 going to uh, expect to win that game and you know just you're you're going to kick yourself that you had that many opportunities and didn't convert. 
And despite being shorthanded as much as they were, um, Western still outshot UNO 35-26, especially uh, 14-7 in the third period uh, when they, you know, put the game away. Um, And then the next night, you know, Omaha kind of probably, you know, as as, uh, they come out, and probably were a little bit embarrassed by the way they played on Friday. Played a much better game. They get an overtime victory. Um, you know, they they recover from Western tying the game with 10 seconds left. Uh, the penalty kill was much better. There were not nearly the penalties. Um, they didn't leave Simon Lacozzi out to dry. And a nice comeback win. Uh, for the Mavericks. In overtime. In overtime, yeah. I mean, when I say come back, I mean come back from the night before. Yeah, yeah I get it. Um, and, you know, just, right, it's just another night in the NCHC, right, where one night you're up and the next night you're down or vice versa because that's what this league is. Yep. Okay. Um, the uh, Air Force Falcons um, got a split at Niagara. Um I don't know what to think of these Falcons. I really don't. I'm I'm not sure that the the Czar knows either. But you start conference play and you get a split on the road. You win one in overtime. uh, A game where uh, you were down early. You gave up a power play goal early in the game. You tie the game up uh, early in the second period. And... Uh, you know, you fall back behind again. Um, and, you know, you, you tie it up a few minutes later, right? So uh, you know that Air Force is going to play to the whistle. And Will Gavin gets his second goal of the night uh, in the overtime to give you uh, a win in the conference. And when you had the conference results that, that they had last year, uh, and they struggled in conference play for sure. Um, I, you take it. Now I'm sure that the Czar is not going to be happy that they gave up three goals in the second period of the Saturday night game to to uh, to go from winning two to one to down four to two. Um, he couldn't quite. Uh, get the tying goal. But again, five five trips to the penalty box for Air Force. They're not good enough, especially when three of them are in the third period and you're trying to come back. Can't do that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and of course, the Lindenwood Lions were off after uh, yeah. suffering a rough weekend at the University of Michigan. They'll be back in action against Augustana this weekend. Um, up? Open up the home they schedule. open up home play in Merrill Heights at the Centene Community Ice Center. The back-to-back weekends, something new for uh, Rick Zombo and the guys. Yep. Augustana coming to town this weekend, and LIU the following weekend. So LIU is going to make two trips, once to Omaha and once to St. Louis. Um, interesting. Kind of back-to-back uh, weekends, but that'll be cool. Yeah, no, it'll be good. I mean, like I said, it's the first time they've had back-to-back weekends at home as a D1 program. Um, their schedule's kind of odd this year. 
They have some big breaks. Uh, they don't play almost at all in December. But Seriously front-loaded is what we say. Seriously front-loaded. Yeah, so. Um, but, you know, I'm sure that they needed the break. So Yeah, without a doubt. Okay, so um, this weekend um, we mentioned the Arizona State hosting Denver, two six one and one teams. Um, also, right here at the Air Force Academy, the uh, Army uh, Black Knights coming to town to uh, face off against another rivalry weekend. And I don't care if their record is Owen whatever. Um, most unique rivalry in college hockey. It will be a battle, as it always is. Always is. Uh, so we'll look forward to that one. And then, like I said, the uh, the newbies, if you will, with LIU coming to Omaha and Augustana going to Lindenwood, that'll be fun. And um, all kinds of fun stuff to talk about Tuesday night. But just wanted to get the wrap-up in and make sure everybody got mentioned. Um, and we'll talk more tomorrow night on Coast to Coast uh, about the uh, the Wisconsin Badgers who are just tearing up oh. NCAA hockey. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I, I expected them to be better. I, I did not expect. And, and well, I, I thought you were going to say you expected them to be better than they are. They're 9-1-1. No, I expected <laughs> them to be better from from last year. Um, and I know you did too, but I don't care. You didn't expect this. There's no way. Yeah, I did my case. No, you, go ahead. no, you didn't yeah. expect this. Yeah. Don't hand me that. Uh, well, you know, I was a little disappointed because they do have a loss and a tie, and I thought for sure there would be, um, you know. Oh, my God. Stop are they? It. Do they have a tie? Or, no, they have, they're 9-1-0, right? Stop it. Just stop it. Yeah. I thought they'd be undefeated. I really did. So, Coach, oh, um, my pick God. it up you a little bit. You are so full of, oh, my God. Please. I have some red and white pom poms too, by the way. Oh, I'm sure you do. Sure <laughs> Way to go. Do. Best coaching staff in college hockey. There's not a doubt about that. And there's some good ones. I'm not taking anything away from anybody else, but when you have Mike Hastings and you have Todd Cannot and you have uh, Nick Oliver, oh, boy, find me a better one. Find me a better one. Yeah, I'm going to. Are I'm you sorry. looking? Yeah, no, I'm not looking because I'm first of all I'm not feeding into your madness. So, um, anyway, uh, it's going to be a fun weekend of hockey. But every weekend of college hockey is fun because is there's so much parody, so it much parody. So, that's for sure. all right, let's not waste any more time. Say good night, my friend. From the NCHC.TV studios behind the mask, college hockey West live on the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Brought to you by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Worldwide, it's where the action is in the resort or in town. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Or the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. The Tag Creative Group. Search T. Grand Rudd on RedBubble.com. And let us help you design that one-of-a-kind gift for you or someone special. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. The Caesars Sportsbook app. Download the app where available, but please play responsibly. FedEx, simplify your business shipping with FedEx, the official package delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. And by Liberty University, over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice, strengthen your faith at our state-of-the-art campus, See us at liberty.edu. College Hockey West Live presented by Behind the Mask is live every week on the Podbean app. 
and is available along with all of our weekly podcasts for download at your favorite podcast platform. Search ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. Subscribe, rate, and review the shows, or tell a friend to help others find the podcast. Behind the Mask College Hockey West Live and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. We will say a uh, uh, reminder to everybody to tune in tomorrow night for College Hockey Coast to Coast. We will talk about those aforementioned Wisconsin, Wisconsin, easy for me to say, Wisconsin Badgers, and uh, much, much more as we dig into uh, college hockey, literally from coast to coast. Um, also, uh, we'll talk rivalries again, and we'll prepare you for uh, a big, big weekend coming up. Paul, thanks for uh, another great show, and uh, we'll say goodnight. Little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody.